0: dive into the hive with jen and aaron and catch the buzz the business buzz they're sharing your stories of success and inspiration because queen bees and worker bees are always better together and there's enough honey for everybody network and thrive network and thrive in the hive the buzz waterloo
1: We are back today here with the Buzz Waterloo Region, and today we have Dan from Cart to Curb. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do, Dan.
0: Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, Cart to Curb is a, a same day at local delivery service that we operate here in uh, Kitchener Waterloo, Waterloo Region, Guelph, uh, Southwestern Ontario. And essentially, um, our job is just getting products from small, medium businesses to their customers. Um, You know, we do courier services. uh, We do, you know, deliveries to customers. We do uh, deliveries to other businesses in the area. And essentially just try and uh, connect, you know, these, uh, you know, local patrons with uh, the businesses that uh, kind of populate this region.
2: Awesome. That's great. So what kind of, like, would you do food delivery grocery delivery like i know you do medium-sized business delivery so would that be you know packages like what sort of delivery do you guys do
0: yeah so pretty much we deliver anything so there's not really anything that's not in our purview um you know but we try to focus on things that are kind of outside of the major kind of food sharing or ride sharing apps Uh, so you know the Food delivery we will do if customer requests, but primarily that's not our focus. We like to do kind of, uh, you know, intercity deliveries between, you know, businesses or, you know, po- products that they would normally ship, you know, through Canada Post or some other, you know, major kind of shipping business. Uh, cut down their cost and essentially deliver it direct to the customer. So they can cut down on their shipping and, and packaging costs. They don't have to wrap things up and, uh, you, know, right. you know, whatever. And we can just get it right to them. And then I have to go through like a, you know goes from Kitchener to a depot in Mississauga and then comes back to Kitchener type of thing. We don't have to worry about any of that. We'll directly deliver right from the business directly to the customer. Um, and that's the the main focus of it. But we do a lot of catering and bakeries and things like that as well. Um, you know, we leave the kind of, you know, low cost, you know, razor thin margin stuff for the, you know, the Uber Eats and the DoorDashes. Because that stuff is, it's kind of a race to the bottom. It's not like it's, it's you know, they, they're taking big cuts from restaurants and things like that. And we... Don't really have any want or need to compete in that and i think there's a lot of those apps already out there so we're trying to fill the gap that's in the middle which is you know businesses that don't really qualify for you know an instacart kind of partnership or a uh, um you know a partnership with uh, you know a doordash or things like that and so those businesses kind of are in the middle they don't really have the delivery figured out they have to do it themselves they have to either hire somebody or you know they have to you know you know give up a big chunk of their margins in order to get that done and so we found there was a need there and we realized that there was a gap especially in this region um and as we kind of grow through southwestern ontario we find that's the same thing across the board you know a lot of businesses just figuring it out themselves you know like hiring a guy themselves or they're doing their whole day's worth of business and then 5 p.m they clock out and then they got to do two three hours of deliveries at the end of the night which isn't really feasible for a lot of small businesses
1: and you guys use eco-friendly, like, do you have electric? Yeah, or?
0: yeah. so we actually offset all of our uh, uh, carbon emissions through a carbon offset program. Carbon offset pro- programs are, you know, they're a thing and, and it's not really the, the greenest way, but it is one thing that we can do to essentially take all of our emissions and offset them. So we've done that uh, for all of our vehicles, but then we've also, uh, you know, been replacing our vehicles with hybrids and electric vehicles as we yeah. go. So as we kind of like transition a lot of our like main staff um we're all replacing our vehicles with uh you know we've got Polestars and teslas and everything else as we go with you know just trying to you know reduce our impact especially uh you know locally
2: i love that you came up with an idea on how to kind of reduce your you know be be more sustainable that way as a delivery company but i also love you know how you talked about those delivery companies taking from the restaurants like that's completely what they're doing there are 100 they are taking so much money from these small small restaurants um and i know locally like i know a lot of restaurant owners are struggling because they really have no choice but to jump on this bandwagon because we're in a world where convenience is king yeah and we need to be you know we need to be totally accessible so i love what you guys are doing and i want to know how did you guys come up with this idea obviously you saw a niche in the market or you saw an opening in the market or a need to fill um so like tell me how did this whole thing happen for you and your partner
0: yeah so we um there's four of us uh, that started back it, it, we started right actually right at the start of the pandemic so essentially everything got shut down we we're all working together in a previous business and we couldn't work so we decided we just kind of thought about it and and we're brainstorming things that you know are really you know necessary right now especially in the pandemic but what would effectively be a business that would grow regardless you know once the pandemic kind of eases off and and what we realize is that delivery is just going to be here to stay like that's the reality not not you know it's not realistic for us to expect that brick and mortar stores are going to keep up with the home delivery business as things kind of grow so that's going to keep growing we know that that was a thing so we started just uh we started with grocery shopping actually we just started with uh doing like a, you know, grocery shopping for, for people on Facebook and just, you know, people request a, Hey, I want to go to Zare's but I don't have the means or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you go? Here's my shopping list. We go and do it. And that was great for a while. And it was, it was, we were realizing that was picking up a lot of steam. And then as we started talking to these people, we realized that while shopping at the big grocery stores was a thing, their ability to access small businesses, especially that were shut down during COVID, you know, everything downtown Kitchener, everything in the, you know, the ma and businesses that, don't really, they don't have a presence on Insta Instacart or like, you know, DoorDash and all those other ones, you know, they, they're they effectively invisible. They don't, they don't exist for a lot of businesses now, especially during the pandemic. It wasn't a thing that they could get access to. So we started reaching out to those businesses and, re- and saying like, hey, you know, we can get those products to those customers now. We can, at the time, you know, we can, you know, you know, take your product listing, put them on our website and customers can shop through us and we'll go shop directly from your store. As far as you're concerned, nothing changes. You don't have to pay for you know a website and all this other stuff. You don't have to you know give up a chunk of your profits, and and we'll charge a modest fee for that, and then we'll go shop for the customer. And that was for a time. That's what we did for about a year and a half. We did personal shopping as like our, our whole thing, mm-hmm. and we just did you know we would you know customer give us an order, we go downtown to uh, you know uh, full circle foods and order from them, and just you know go and package everything and deliver it to them. And we realized that was a pretty big subset of businesses that were just kind of kind of caught in the lurch there that didn't have the ability or just were scrambling right they're like okay now i can't open my store doors anymore what do i have to do so now they're figuring all this stuff out on the fly and the reality is just not sustainable for most business owners to be able to do that and or they just have to give up such a massive chunk of their margins to some of these bigger companies if they will even host them which a lot of them didn't right like uh you know instacart and and, uh, those ones are primarily restaurants and they're primarily like the big box stores so so we realized there was a need there and that's kind of how that came about and from there we just kind of acquired more and more business partners and and more partnerships as we got through the you know city of Kitchener and then Waterloo and then expanded into Guelph and Cambridge and everything else.
2: So you guys are in Guelph too I didn't know that.
0: Yeah Guelph we're actually now we're just really kind of finishing up our our last push for Guelph and then we'll be moving probably in uh, hopefully by the end of summer we'll be in Brantford and Hamilton
2: amazing yeah you guys I, like your your whole story is just so exciting to me four guys who work together mm-hmm. in some business get shut down and they're just like hey let's start delivering yeah. some stuff let's start delivering groceries for people and see where it goes and now you guys just have this great big business and you're doing so many amazing things for the community and like honestly let's talk about your marketing because your marketing is awesome <laughs> we're loving yes. your videos so if anybody has if you've not seen card Curves Curbs videos, you need to go and check them out on, on Instagram because they're hilarious. Um, and I think they work with Parker Media on those. So, um, great job on those things. So, okay, four guys starting a business together. Were you guys, you work together, were, were you friends, like, outside of work before this?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We... I think, well, I think some of us have been working together for 15 years. Like there was a, a few of us have been working for, uh, for a previous business for a long time. And yeah, we're just, you know, we're all in the region and we all kind of uh, hung out and kind of worked, you know, for so many years together. And we realized that we, there was a thing, there it was, you know, not everybody that we worked with, we gelled with, but these, you know, four group of guys that we had, we just, you know, we really kind of, uh, you know, stuck together after things kind of shut down and, and it really worked out that um, obviously you know, it, you know, it was a, it was a tumultuous time, but we kind of realized that there was a need there. And we realized that, you know, we kind of all meshed together. So it was a good thing to kind of get take off and, and run with.
2: So who quit their job first? How did you guys, how did I need to know how this went down? Yeah. yeah so the weird part is that other business actually came back
0: up. It's actually my other business. So okay. I, it's my, I run the other business. It's a sales and marketing business. And essentially I, it was shut down for about like almost a year and a half. And then just randomly we kind of just moved on and did our own thing and then that business kind of restarted again and you know some guys were doing stuff on the side and so it kind of became from our main business to our side business uh because you know this kind of took off and we started doing card to curve more uh you know and it just kind of blew up from there
2: amazing so nobody had to like walk into the office and be no. like hey we're, we're done we're <laughs> yeah the what weird part is they'd be
0: walking into my office they'll be like we already kind of had that you know that convo before we started which was hey if this takes off like you know let's Let's all agree that, you know, we'll kind of go our, you know, kind of step away on our own time and nobody's going to be rushed to do it. But like, you know, it's, uh, we all kind of know each other, like it's the same office. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so like, I don't know when you work together with, with friends and family, like ever, I think everybody knows that that can be a slippery slope to, mm-hmm. to go down. So how do you guys, um, how do you guys you know stay away from con- there's conflict in every business there's got to be so and and if there's not then you need to tell us your secret so yeah. how do you They're yeah maybe, yeah. It's, <laughs> maybe it's is easier. that is <laughs> that the answer like how how do you guys you know keep your friendship separate from work
0: yeah i think it's not it's not it's i think it's because we'd work together for so long where where you get to know people after a while like i think for us you know um you know on the other side we we have like you know 16 people and not all of us gelled the way us four did, right? So, you know, that's the one thing, just to know who you're going to get in business with, right? Yeah. And we'd worked together for so long that it was kind of a, you know, one of those things where we, we realized real quick that these are the people that I know I've worked with. I trust them. So these are the people I, I would want to start a business with, you know, and that's kind of how it started for me, which was my business on hold there. You know, I didn't have, uh, you know, the ability to make income. So we just kind of got together and, and realized that, that's a thing that like you know you kind of just know over so many years that these people yeah. are just not going to mesh, and these people are we're going to be able to work with, so yeah, it's not like of course there's always you know things that come up and you know uh you know little uh spats here and there that come up, but I mean that's for us we we did most of that 10 years ago, you know, yeah. so it's like it's we've kind of already done it, right yeah. we've all figured out the wrinkles already, so now it's like you know it's pretty smooth sailing for us. There's challenges we never had before um but the good news is that these are people that that we trust and we kind of all kind of rely on each other.
1: Yeah, that's definitely definitely easier when you've worked with them before, right? Then you know their work ethic and stuff. Yeah. i found that too when hiring friends. It's like I've sure. only ever hired anybody or worked with anyone that I've previously worked with. Cuz you've seen them work and you know how they work and their work ethic if they're, you know, going to call in sick randomly and all that stuff. So that's for sure. Um, makes it a lot easier yeah
0: it's the devil that you know right like yes. that's the other thing too right like even <laughs> even if you know that somebody's not necessarily perfect for you know every role or, or necessarily for you know for every single aspect of your business but you know their faults and you know their you know their you know their strengths. kind of advantages yeah. then you know where that person's going to fit and so that's kind of how we all kind of melded is that we kind of realized real quick where our strengths were some guys are really tech savvy they know what mm-hmm. they're going on those those guys, you know. You know, like Mike's really kind of focused on the website. He does a lot of that website kind of, you know, you know, he's the liaison to our developers. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about that. That's a yeah. thing that's you know, like that's Mike's thing. That's his kind of you know, uh, you know, realm. And then Tom on the other side, he's more customer service oriented. He's the guy who's you know, he's rocking the phones a lot. Yeah. He's the guy who's going to train dispatchers. So we know that that's kind of like a role that's better suited for him. And then kind of we just figured out all our little niches, and so that way we can work efficiently without having to step not everybody has to run the business all the time you know mm-hmm. which is the thing that happens when you have a bunch of people together is that a lot of times people everybody wants to do everything
1: too many cooks in the kitchen yeah yeah um speaking of dispatchers like are you guys always looking for new people or
0: well right now we're good for dispatchers but we're all hiring. always hiring for drivers because drivers okay. is a thing that's always yeah. constantly coming up and and as our schedule expands we kind of have a kind of graduated system when it comes to our drivers. Um, a lot of our drivers start as independent contractors where they just pick up a route if they want to. Mm-hmm. So we'll just say, here's the route. It's going to take this amount of time. It's going to pay you this much. Do yeah. you want it? Yes or no. And and they kind of just pick those up as they need to and they're kind of just, you know, floaters. They usually do other, you know, rideshare. They do Uber, like DoorDash, other yeah, stuff. Other things, so yeah. they do their things and, and that's great. But then afterwards, once we get a schedule that's kind of like, we know a block of time that's going to be full that is kind of, you know, stacked with, you know, known deliveries, then we'll say, hey, if you want, it's up to you, um, we'll put you on call. And then at that point, they're just getting paid no matter what. So they're just getting paid a block of time. And then that way, you know, whether they do three deliveries or they do 10 deliveries, they're getting paid that block of time. They can sit and, and do whatever they want to do on the side. But essentially that person is then like kind of uh, you know a more static employee for us <laughs> yeah and so those you know kind of graduating them up and then we got graduate graduate them in the, the to kind of bigger deliveries like um, you know maybe SUV deliveries if they've got an SUV or yeah. something's a little bit more complex where we need a, somebody who's maybe a little bit more you know savvy on, on how to interact with customers things like that so okay. so we do that kind of you know kind of graduation process for the drivers and dispatchers we just hired a couple back in March that was a role that we I did and my, and Tom did for a long time, mm-hmm. and we realized that we couldn't grow unless we had to give that role up, and so we hired those two roles out. So we have Madison and Peter that, that do dispatch for us, and they're great. and And honestly, like it's just such a relief for us not to be on the phone all yeah. the time, right? Like to I've just...
1: done uh, I've done dispatch before. Yeah, it's <clears throat> stressful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can get yeah when you're trying to do other things and dispatch and try to organize deliveries to certain places and by times and. Oh, yeah. It yeah. can be very, very stressful. Yeah, you.
0: they're great. Madison's great during the day. She works day and, and uh, Peter works at night. And nice. uh, they're amazing. And, and yeah, it's uh, it was a process to hire because, uh, you know, it's kind of trying to find the right temperament. Absolutely. It's yeah. not necessarily a, like a skill set. It's more of a kind of, uh, you Attitude. know. It, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, soft
2: uh, skills. Those things yeah. you yeah. can teach. Like yes. you have it or you don't. That's yeah.
0: right. Yeah. So when we were looking, like that was a big thing, which was, you know, what is their past experience in terms of like, um, you know, dealing with customers and and dealing with high stress situations in terms of like people will, you know, you're the first point of contact. So you're always going to get the needles. So you're just going to get always poked at all the time. And you always got to be maintaining that kind of like, you know, straight face and, but still get the job done, still get everything done in the back end while, you know, you're getting all these things bombarding you at once. So, so that was the thing that we kind of look for and yeah, they, they've been great for that role. It's, uh, uh you know for them it's it's kind of a fairly straightforward it's a work from home role right because yeah, yeah. we're all decentralized we don't have a storefront so yeah. um so it's great for them and uh, yeah it's uh it's a relief for us shout out them. to
2: Madison and Peter oh, yeah great job Absolutely. guys <laughs> so like in and, and that's a tough piece too like deciding when to actually give up the control in yeah. your business is so hard like at what point do you need to hire employees and like we all know the more you're you know the more you're working in your business the less you can work on your business and look at the big picture and obviously you guys came to a point where you say hey like we need to look at the bigger picture we need somebody to fill this role so How did you figure out when that time was for you?
0: Honestly, it was just a like. I think a lot of this stuff happens when you get an outside reality check, and I think for us Mm -hmm. that was coming up to Christmas of this last year. Essentially, it took us three years to replace ourselves. Really, is what it Mm -hmm. came down to, because you know we pivoted from personal shopping to courier services, and that was a shift that happened you know a year and a half into the business, and then just because we realized at that point that. Like, we just couldn't manage. The time was just way too much, uh, you know, invested into what we were doing. And we just weren't moving the business forward because we couldn't actually grow it, because we couldn't visit with other businesses. We couldn't, you know, network or do anything else because we were all driving. We're all driving. We're all shopping. We're all dispatching. We're doing everything ourselves. So then we started hiring the drivers part out. And that was, you know, made it infinitely easier for us to go out and visit people. We still had a bunch of these elements that we just couldn't let go of because partially it's a pride thing, right? You know, you know that the... You're doing it well and you know that you can do it and you feel like not, you know, nobody else is going to really do it like I do it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I don't want to be able to, I don't want to give it up, but also it's a, there's a fear element that, you know, your quality of service is going to go down or your, you know, it's just, it's going to, it's going to be reflected in, in your customers. And so yeah. we, yeah, this year we started the year out and uh, we, we met in January and we said, okay, enough's enough. We got to hire ourselves completely out now. We got to be able to go away from the business without the business shutting down. And that was the thing that came, you know, came from outside. It came from our spouses and, you know, friends that were like, yeah. can you do this with us? And we're like, yeah, maybe. Can you check in in yeah. like six months? You know, yeah. like maybe. or And, you know, we couldn't go on vacation really because, you know, we would cover for ourselves, but no, we couldn't all be gone at the same time or yeah. the business would just kind of fall.
1: I heard um, a thing. I forget where I heard it, but they said, do you want to own your business or do you want to own your job? There's a difference. Yeah. So owning your job, you can't step away because there's nobody else to do it. Owning your business, you can go away on vacation and it can run itself while you're gone. So that hit home for me. I'm like, uh, not quite there yet, but I'd like to get to that point,
2: right? And then it gets scary too, because like you know you hire people means you have to pay those people too right yeah, so understand. so there's a period of time like I know for me when I hired my first employee I was a one man show when I started like mm-hmm. you know I was and and it took a long time for me to hire somebody and find and say okay like I've got to pay this person so that's essentially coming out of my my mm-hmm. income right now yeah. right until you can get that you're going you, through that too, like you've yeah. Got many I find employees.
1: when you hire, like for me anyway, you make less before you're going to make more, sure. Because you're giving up work that you potentially could have done yourself, yeah. Um, so but that's you have all, to see that bigger picture. You have that's to right. see the bigger picture, or you you know you're never going to make the move. So yeah,
0: and that's what happened with us in January. We we're like, okay, because we started in the on the flip side, which is that we had too many people. Well, not too many, but we it was a four person operation, or we actually started with five guys, but we started with four, you know, people. And we're paying each other so it's like you know we have to generate enough business right it's not yeah. like uh, you know it's not just one person's income so um so that was a thing and then come in january we realized like yeah we got to offload these things we you know even if we have to go into the into the red for a bit to just get ourselves to the point where we can grow mm-hmm. then we're we're fine with that as long yeah. as we can get ourselves in a position where all of us can then be selling ourselves as a business growing and reaching out to new partners and kind of expanding the business then. We're fine with that. So we set a target for the end of March and we said, okay. We've never since 2000 since 2000 we haven't been out together because we one of us always had to stay back. Yeah. So we said if we all can do this and offload ourselves in the business, then we'll go for a weekend in Vegas and right uh, we'll eye. do it then. So that's what we did. So <laughs> we a set cool a target. Goal. We yeah. set a target in January and then it was just like everybody's like working feverishly I want together. To go to Vegas. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so so you went to Vegas. Yeah. How yeah. was it? It was amazing. It was amazing. I hadn't been in so many years um but it's, um, you know, and, and it's a place that, you know, it's always different with whoever you're with, I think. Totally. Um, and so we, two of the guys had never been and, uh, you know, it was a blast. It was kind of a amazing
2: kind of... How was the hangover? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was okay, but some of the guys—I had been
0: a few. I've been a few times, but some of the guys it, like they had the quintessential Vegas experience. Yeah, and well, they, you've got yeah, it. You've got it. They were, uh, yeah, they were a little rough. Uh, a couple of people came back with no voices. So, yeah. yeah,
2: Tyler <laughs> and I went to Vegas the first time we ever went to Vegas. We went for seven days. Yeah, and I tell you, seven days is way too long in That's Vegas. That's a lot of Vegas. You can you cannot be in Vegas for seven days. No, That's- like. You just can't eat that much, drink that much, gamble gamble that much. That's too much vitamin V. Yeah, (laughs) it's
0: it's a lot. Like after about three days, like you get yourself to like a realization that you just can't go that hard that. Yeah. Often, no. otherwise it's just too yeah. much. <laughs> Your no.
2: body's just not made yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, I heard about you guys through uh, Mamas for Mamas, yeah. K.W., who was actually on our podcast, one of our um, earlier guests on the podcast, mm-hmm. and we had Andrea on, and she talked really highly about you and how much you guys do for Mamas for Mamas, and I know that you guys are a part of a lot of charitable initiatives in um, in the area. So, like, can you tell me a bit, a little bit about what you do?
0: Yeah, so I think early on we realized that because, you know, coming out of the shopping thing, which was personal shopping was, a, a, it's a very intimate thing, but you're you're dealing with individuals in the sense that you get to know kind of their needs and their and their kind of situations. And a lot of them were people that just couldn't get, they couldn't physically, either they were immunocompromised or they didn't have access to vehicles. And, and so from that came a, a understanding or realization that, like, there is a subset of people that we just, you know, we can do something for, we just don't really know how to kind of connect with those people and so it came to like businesses early or, you in know, organizations like Mamas for Mamas and you know uh the Waterloo Regional Food Bank and other places where we realize that those people already know what the people need they mm-hmm. have an idea of what's the you know the kind of you know necessary things for for people to survive and thrive in this region so let's just partner with them let's just see what they you know if they have any need for us like do they have any you know need for a business that can deliver things like that and so Mamas for Mamas was right away was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, we have Christmas hampers, we got Thanksgiving baskets, you know, things that we can, that you guys can deliver for us. And we were all over that. So right away, we jumped on that. And and it's been great. Like, just seeing the smiles of people's faces and and that whole thing is just amazing. And then we do our um, Cambridge, or sorry, um, Waterloo Regional uh, Food Bank Initiative, which is called the Carta Community in May. So for the month of May, every order that we that's placed in the month of may we get a canned good for so i think last this past may we did i think 1200 um 1200 canned goods or, or packages yeah so it's pretty amazing and um, we delivered that to the food bank in in June and it was just a you know phenomenal kind of thing to be able to give back to the community.
2: That's so impressive. That's the that's the best part about business I think is yeah. when like that's really what makes it all worth it at the end of the day you're like able to give that much back to the community and food insecurity is so huge, so Absolutely. unfortunately like running rampant right now so Anything you could do to uh, to do that. So so Food Bank, Mamas for Mamas, um, and you're doing like quite a bit of delivery, deliveries for Mamas for Mamas. What do you do for them?
0: Well, we do, yeah. So we do the um, Christmas hampers. We do the... So you
2: deliver all of those to the families. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So they put everything together and we just go and grab them. And they give us a list and... You know, it's like, you know, 30, 40, 50 people and we go and deliver them right before Christmas. Same thing around Thanksgiving. They do a, um, a turkey kind of a basket or something, essentially, essentially yeah. with all the trimmings that you need to do a turkey dinner. So we do that. And, uh, you know, just, the you know, anything that they call upon us for, we're all over because uh, they have some great initiatives there and uh, they know who needs what. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing for us is that we're good at what we do. Um, we, we really, you know, uh, amazing at delivering to customers, but to find those right customers that need, we, you know, we, know, we can provide is, is, is something that they're really good at. So
2: totally yeah. we work with Mamas for Mamas in the same similar way. So we get our families again, because they, they know the families that yeah. are in need. So they provide us with the families and we, um, as Nate and KW collect, um, everything that the families need. And we actually deliver to those families ourselves because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's probably not nearly as many as you deliver sure. to. But, our, you know, being the person that's actually hand delivering a lot of these things to the families is what makes the whole experience. Not in a good way or a bad way per se, but just... You know, when you actually see the need on people's faces, like yeah. person to person, like when you get to that door and knock mm-hmm. on the door and you're like, holy crap, I'm not just doing a delivery here. Like mm-hmm. I'm actually making a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making a difference.
0: Yeah. Like in, in a lot of cases, you know, we're delivering the entirety of Christmas for these families. Right. Totally. It's just like they're, they, you know, they, they, without it, without that service, without that, uh. Kind of, you know, Christmas hamper, or whatever they, it would be a sorry, you know, kind of Christmas for them. And so, yeah, it's amazing. It's a great feeling, and you know, we're really lucky to be able to partner with some of these people.
2: It takes a village. It really Absolutely. does. And uh, yeah, like to to have all of these to have all these people in the area. And honestly, I've said this before on this podcast, but Waterloo is awesome. Like the region is awesome for businesses getting together, coming together and doing this kind of stuff. Um, and like I partner with Rob Pearlstone. I actually partner with, um, Jess and Brady from, yeah. um, from, uh, Parker media as well. And not your mother's jewelry, like, and everybody just gets involved and like puts together this amazing thing that happens every year. So, yeah. um, so, yeah, that's just so awesome. So proud of you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun.
0: And and anything we can do to give back is, is something we're, we're always about. Right. So, you know, we get people, you know, that will reach out to us and say, hey, like we got this initiative. Um, we just, you know, we got these things we want to deliver with these, you know, kind of uh, packages or gift baskets or whatever. And, and, yeah, we're all about that. I think that's uh, the, the best part.
2: Awesome. Listen, thanks so much for coming out today. It was so awesome to learn about Card to Curb. Um and I think that uh it's just great to talk business with other with other entrepreneurs and other business owners because Agreed. we all go through we're all it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You're all going through the same things. Yeah. And when you can kind of like, you know,
1: inspire each other yeah troubleshoot
2: together and all of those things like that's what Aaron and I sort of started doing and and um Mm -hmm. you know and that's how this podcast was born so um so thanks everybody for listening uh we wanted to basically we wanted to definitely throw out that we're gonna have an event our first event is coming up and that is on September August oh August 17th this is why she is the (laughs) she is the scheduler (laughs) yes
1: Okay, yes. so August? August 17th, um, from 5 till
2: 8. From 5 till 8. Uh, 5 to 7, 5 to 8. I don't think we've quite got that in stone yet. But um, you're going to join us. You can come out and join us at a restaurant. We're not going to say who yet, but we've got some amazing plans. Um, there's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be networking. There's going to be some, uh, some guest speakers. So make sure you get your tickets when we finally announce that. But that's just a little teaser that's for a tease. you. I
1: can't wait. I'm so excited for that and the
2: other amazing thing is we're actually you've got a couple of days left we are giving away tickets to go see the beyonce renaissance tour in toronto (laughs) uh, on july 8th so make sure you check out our instagram at the buzz wr And you can also check it out at Mirage Sugaring Studio or Made in KW because that's where all the details are. So make sure you get out for that. Uh, Tag your bestie. Make a donation to Santa's Little Hamper. That helps Mamas for Mamas uh, over Christmas. And we put Christmas um, Christmas hampers together. So that's going to provide food and presents for kids that wouldn't otherwise get a Christmas. Uh, Wrapping paper, all the supplies that they need. And uh, you can do that right through our Instagram. So community is awesome. Make sure you get out there and donate. Yes. Thanks so much, Thanks, and guys. we'll see you next Thank time. You,
1: Dan.